All right, boys and girls, here we are. Mm-hmm. Third episode of the In Between Rounds MMA podcast. The only <laughs> MMA <laughs> podcast that matters. Perfecto mundo, ladies and gentlemen. In the we- Philippines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> still no jingle, still no jingle. No. Uh, but we will have one soon. But right now we're just having fun. Oh, for sure. And just to remind the millions of viewers who are back to listen to the pod, <laughs> let me all remind you who I am. My name is Gabe Ojeda, and this is my co-host, my newly minted, just found best friend and co-host of this wonderful podcast, sir. Please introduce yourself. Poch Estrada here, BFF of said Gabe Ojeda here. We've just started. Actually, is this our third week knowing each other? Fourth week. Fourth week. Fourth week of knowing each other. It's crazy. And you know what? We both, yeah, we both love each other and we both love MMA and the world of UFC. And that's Mm -hmm. why we started this podcast. It's all about UFC. It's all about. You know what? The, I see you brought uh, out the L word already. Okay. Oh, right. yeah, dude. What? Like oh, it. too soon? I like too it. Soon? I love it. I love it. <laughs> Hashtag it too soon. Too real. <laughs> That's the only way we know how to go, ladies and gentlemen. That's I'm shooting my shot. Zero to 100. Mm-hmm. Real quick. And, you know, a lot of stuff did happen over the past mm-hmm. week. Uh, yeah. Zero to 100 real quick. Paul Felder, mm-hmm. great performance, but RDA did rise to the top there. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I mean, Paul Felder coming in on like five days notice is impressive dropping from 170 pounds to 155 in a span of a week is insane Mm -hmm. and the fact that he was able to go 25 minutes with someone like rda who is arguably at his best at lightweight Mm -hmm. is that's a win in itself man both guys walk out with their hand raised after last weekend yeah, him having that call to arms just really shows that he's there. He, I, I think he just wanted to fight, and that's what mm-hmm. he stands for. And and to to see him fight and also commentate, because he's also one of my favorite commentators. Yeah, it's just great, and he's given so much to the industry already. So I wouldn't be surprised if he went down as like or in, in the Hall of Fame in the future because of how he's been performing so far. And it brings to the topic RDA. His performance was great. Should have got that knockout, but still impressive. Now brings the question, are we going to finally see RDA Connor? Maybe, maybe. And speaking of Connor, Connor does like to refer to Paul Felder as the fool at the desk. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be talking about Connor a lot in this episode, but... Let me take you back in time a bit, Gabe. Hmm. Remember that there was supposed to be a Connor versus um, RDA fight, yes, but RDA pulled that. out. Mm-hmm. Who was the one that came in? Who was the one that came in? Oh, that was Nate Diaz. Yes, Nate Diaz this, came in. This, if this, if he did not pull out, we wouldn't have the super fight. We wouldn't have the rematch of that super fight. So, man, can you yeah. imagine the chain of events that would have happened if RDA actually? stepped to the plate and actually performed with uh connor that night exactly like, that would have been earth shattering for for rda to, mm-hmm. to get that fight you know because like we all know that connor was high on his own hype mm. after the aldo win oh for sure so i believe that if he did fight rda there's a very good chance that the same result would have happened it would have been a defeat mm-hmm. um he would have lost the the lightweight title fight and mm-hmm. rda probably would have been launched into the stratosphere 
For sure. Yeah. And I mean, we could still speculate that that might happen it's, in their yeah. next meeting. Not as much stock in the hype now, but mm-hmm. I'm still excited to see that. But he is scheduled to meet uh, Poirier soon, though. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That is a good. That was just announced today, actually. So uh, that's a very, very good fight. This is actually the first time that Connor is fighting someone he's already beaten. Oh, you're right. So this now is his first rematch against someone that he's already beat before. Oh, so he's done a full lap now. So mm-hmm. we're going to see how they've improved, how exactly. he's improved as a fighter. That's going to be very interesting to see because a lot of very people are like a lot of people are lining up to dance with Connor now. Yeah, of course. It's a red panties night. <laughs> it's a money but, fight. But don't you think that Connor now kind of evolved as a fighter or he still has that trash talk in him? Oh, 100%. I feel like his trash talk is a little less now. Mm -hmm. But I feel like his relationship with Dustin is going to make for some really good press. They're going to be respectful, but I think they're also going to have a a ton of fun. Mm. So it's like a cowboy versus Connor situation, right? I think it's going to be pleasant. I think it's going to be good vibes all around. Um, Like I said, Connor is already donating a portion of his share to Dustin's charity, which is the Good Fight Foundation. So I think that's really cool, man. I wouldn't be surprised if Connor gave him a bottle of proper 12 at the press conference. I really wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I think it's just the evolution of Connor. I think he has nothing left to prove. And I think people mm-hmm. have seen that. So he has yeah. he really doesn't have to keep up this act anymore. Cause no I think he's he's transcended the game of the yeah. sport. And I mean, dude, Dustin, don't sleep on Dustin. Oh, for sure. You know, like ever since that loss um, to Connor and Michael Johnson, mm-hmm. he has improved exponentially by a lot. I mean, moving up to 155 has done wonders for his career. I mean, he's beaten Eddie Alvarez, uh, Justin Gaethje. Right. You know, he he just, he just fought for the title. He did. You know, he went he went up against Khabib. Yeah. Yeah, he went up, he went against Khabib, and he lasted quite a while. Still lost, but to the goat. Quite a while. To the no, goat. He's not the goat. <laughs> Johnny refer, boy. Ref, Johnny refer, boy. Refer to our goat. first episode, ladies and gentlemen, for that joke. And now, this one, Johnny John Big Boy Jones. Johnny Big Boy Jones. Two forty. He looks oh swole. God, he looks fantastic. He looks fantastic. Steep is gonna murk him. Steep not gonna murk him. <laughs> not gonna murk him. Wait. Okay. John Jones heading up to the heavyweight. What what do you think is gonna happen? Is he gonna get a title fight right away, or does he have to face someone first, like a tune-up fight? No, I don't. Think, I don't think Dana's gonna give him a tune-up fight. I think that it's very likely that John fights for the title right off the bat. Whoa! Right so Ngannou, yeah, take a seat first. Yeah, got to wait in line. Ngannou, take a seat. My ideal situation. Oh, just a little bit of context for I guess for new fans of the sport. Uh, John Jones is a former light heavyweight champion. And he's been the light heavyweight champion pretty much his whole career. He is undoubtedly the GOAT. He's never been beaten. And he recently decided to move up to heavyweight. So he recently posted a picture on his Instagram looking like the biggest he's ever been in a good way. So if you don't, if you haven't seen that picture, check it out. It's on his Instagram. Usada's looking at it. I'm pretty sure Usada's <laughs> like, like taking notes. They're like, yo, right. 
Okay. We gotta we gotta test we them gotta at three a.m. We gotta check under the octagon this time. <laughs> you know, we have Style Bender as an informant. Exactly. He yeah. does look pretty scary. So your ideal scenario is that he fights right away. Yes. He goes straight for the title. Straight for the title, beats Stipe, and then fights Francis Ngannou. Ooh. So that's the money fight. That's the money uh... fight. Right I guess, but for me, I don't know. I'm I'm a I'm a big believer in that ranking, and I do understand that business has to give way for that. But I guess that's the interesting thing about the fight game, where you could just make these crazy money fights happen right away. Yeah. But if we're gonna go with the rankings, in which I think uh, should happen, I think Ngannou should have the title shot. He's waited for so long, and he had a very impressive performance recently. Yeah. So we'll see. But you know what? Dana's got to make that big boy bucks, especially our, while our Lord and Savior. Dana White. I'm just saying, Dana, you know what? You want John Jones, the, the persona of him in, in heavyweight, to stay as long as possible. So maybe, yeah, well, he's going to get, Stipe's yeah. going to murk him. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. But, you know, I think they can manage Stipe versus Nganu before Stipe versus John. Mm. Because from the looks of it, I think John wants to take a little more time bulking up and yeah, putting for on sure. muscle. So, you know, if John wants to sit back another eight months and put on some muscle, mm-hmm. put in some bulk, go right ahead. Mm. Ganu's ready. Stipe's ready. Make the fight. That's true. It's all good. Actually, uh, yeah, peeling back the curtain there. Yeah, he may need to take time and do this right, especially with a lot he's been talking yeah. <laughs> on, on Twitter. So he yeah. doesn't want any mistakes happening. Right, because John stepping into heavyweight isn't really about who he's going to fight. It's really about just how he's going to perform at heavyweight. So it doesn't really matter who has the belt at the time he comes in, but he's just probably going to get a title fight regardless of who it is. So you might as well just do Stipe versus Nganu right off the bat. Totally mm. fine with me. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. Let's not rush John Jones. Let's yeah. let USADA do all the tests. <laughs> Again, we're doing this all over. It's GSP, dude. It's GSP. Okay, I can't. I can't disagree. I there you go. Disagree. It's Khabib. It's not Khabib. <laughs> yeah. not, not yet. Wait for the thirty. Thirty and one. A thirty and zero. Did you see Michael Chandler? By the way, he's either going to be thirty and zero or twenty nine and Chandler. Ooh. Really? Yeah. I like Michael Chandler, man. He could actually. I mean, I, I think he's still scheduled. He he hasn't have a he doesn't have a scheduled fight as of as I know. But I would love to see a probably a Chandler versus Ferguson. I want to see Chandler fight everyone. Mm. Gaethje, Ferguson, Hooker, and Khabib. So that would be dope. That would be Michael a great Chandler's run. very good, man. I'm a recent Michael Chandler fan. Could you give me some background to this? Because I'm a little like, is I, I'm hoping that it doesn't happen like what happened to Ben Askren. Like there was a lot of hype for him coming in, and then all of a sudden he ran into Robbie Lawler. Very weird win. Very it's strange st- win. Very strange. You could watch it. It's like a Rorschach test. Yeah. A lot of people didn't even know what happened there. And then very decisive knockout by Jorge Masvidal. Right. So and it I got think submitted by Damian Maya. Oh, that's true. Got right. Yeah. So outclassed by Damian mm-hmm. Maya. And that's and, that's and Dylan his... Dan is called mm-hmm. the the outcome of that fight actually. Ooh. My boy really. See, so that that's why <laughs> that's why when it comes to Michael Chandler, he's got to be careful because a lot of eyes are on him coming yeah. in. Yeah, I think Michael Chandler is a bigger, scarier, stronger Chad Mendes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. 
you know, and I say Chad Mendes because of how he's built, his body mm-hmm. type, and just True. how he fights. Mm, very fast, be... but also very strong. Has knockout power. Mm-hmm. And he's just a savage, man. Michael Chandler's a savage. I'm really interested to see that fight, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of speculations, like with the heavyweights and um, especially with Michael Chandler coming in, maybe he brings back Khabib. We'll yeah. see. Because as of now, Dana didn't really relinquish the title yet. He just said, just no. think about it. It's still up in the it. air. Sit back, relax. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Don't mm-hmm. stress. Yeah, don't don't you, don't rush things. Don't it's rush, 2020, you know. Don't rush the magic. Don't rush the magic. <laughs> we still want to, let's, let's let's do Connor one more time. Let's, <laughs> yeah, just, have a, let's just have one more Connor gate. Come on. Yeah, let's go. Speaking of the fights that we're looking forward to, UFC uh, 255, mm-hmm. Figueroa versus Perez. I just saw the the um, the well the document the access to it and embedded, the, the pre show. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting and. I'm not really, uh, I, I don't really follow the flyweights, but man, these either. two guys can really yeah. finish uh, finish their opponents. So it's I'm really interested to see that. It's mm-hmm. a very good fight. And like, before we move on to this, uh, mm-hmm. if you don't know who Michael Chandler is, he is the former yes. Bellator lightweight champion. Mm-hmm. And I think he was also the featherweight champion. He's a champ champ. Let me, let me do a young Jamie for you. Yeah, there we go. Pull that up, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, so he's coming in with a, a champ champ mindset oh that's true you gotta take that into account as well so this guy's coming in um coming in hot he is he is uh who is currently competes in lightweight division you see a professional competitor in two since 2009 former three-time bellator there lightweight champion and was the winner of the bellator season four lightweight tournament he also competed in collegiate wrestling and oh wow yeah wrestling Mm-hmm. Okay. that'll do it that you got that dog eat dog mentality with that there we go Don't bring wow his dog. his latest win was against benson henderson mm. that's oh, cool benson. yeah oh benson man that 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 dude fights with a toothpick in his mouth he does is is really crazy but he yeah he there was a lot of hype with benson henderson man yeah there I mean, was hairs all over the place when he fights too yeah he, he reminds me of a really tall clay guida with his hair oh yeah 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 that's a, i think yeah, that helps exactly mm-hmm. but yeah hair. Mm-hmm. but yeah getting over benson henderson's no easy task so michael chandler is the real deal yeah. and look how swole he is in these photos know, jesus exactly. christ he's built like a fire hydrant exactly michael chandler's no joke mm-hmm. he's gonna be a lot of fun to see in, in the ufc 100 mm-hmm. percent. yeah that's 100%. true we still have no idea what uh, Tony's doing, so I would love to see that first. I would actually love to see him go through a lot of people, but maybe not as not as harsh of a run as yeah. Benson uh, Ben Askren had. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, UFC 255, ladies and gentlemen. If you are listening to this episode before uh, Sunday, or when is this fight happening? Sunday, Saturday, Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do stay tuned for that. Uh, Figueredo versus Perez, pretty good flyweight. Oh, uh, Figueredo had a really crazy fight with, I believe, it was Benavides. Yeah, yeah, knocked him out. He did. He knocked choked him out. him out. This was the one where he got knocked Knock out so many out. times in the first round. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that the referee like was questioned, and like, his eyes, good? his eyes rolled back, dude. Yeah. That's how devastating this guy is. Joseph so, Benavides, I think, needs to retire already, man. Like. The he's, way he's, he's at the yeah. end of his, you know, you should just call it. Mm-hmm. That's call true. It. I, I, again, it's hard to tell a fighter that, right? You know, yeah. they, they, they still think they got one more fight in them. Look at, look at like Chuck Liddell. 
Like he was still yeah. fight. He's still fighting. Well, I don't know if he's still fighting, but his latest fight with Tito Ortiz, it was the. It's hard to watch. Hard to watch, man. Painful. Mm-hmm. Painful. It's it is, but you know, oh, yeah. I, two, UFC two fifty five. This mm-hmm. is. It's an okay card. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Shevchenko and uh, Jennifer Maya. Shevchenko in there. Yeah. Mike Perry is always a treat to watch. Mike Perry, dude, he's so crazy. <laughs> Shogun's in there too, which is like that's true. Insane. Mm-hmm. Shogun is. I hope he does well here. I'm kind of scared. I hope he's actually another one that maybe in the twilight. Probably yeah. we'll see yeah. how that goes. But I'm also looking forward to Shevchenko versus Jennifer Maya. Maya is actually. Oh, She's from uh, Shootbox Academy. What is that? That is the academy where Vanderlei was, Shogun was, mm. Anderson Silva. Okay. So she's a okay. crazy Brazilian uh, fighter. She so also was the former uh, champion of Invicta, the all-women's MMA. So oh, That's a good one. It, it's going to be pretty that's interesting. A good fight. That's yeah, a good especially, fight. dude, Shevchenko, she has the status of being a GOAT, too. Like, yeah. she, She's been very dominant, so I'm really interested to see that. She's only too. ever lost to... Amanda Nunes. Did, was that? Loss. Yeah, that's true. Hang There's on, let me, let me pull up Valentina real quick. So for the you. real question is just how good is Amanda Nunes? That's she's true. Uh, let's see. She, dude, she is. She's she's up there. She's up there. Yeah, she's definitely for, especially when she when she beat Cyborg. Yep, Amanda yeah. Nunes split decision. The fact that she went to split decision with a man, she went five rounds with Amanda Nunes. That's just how good Valentina is. Yeah, that's true. she she lost like twice. Nunes. Decision. The yeah, the first loss was a uh, it was a three round fight okay. that was in UFC 196, and then uh-huh. faced her again in UFC 215, five round fight, and she lost. Oh wow! So they then that was twice. for the ban- Yeah, that was for the bantamweight title. Oh. So I guess Amanda Nunes retained because Shevchenko is the flyweight. So she was gonna get the the champ champ status. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think they fought for the title, but I think after that loss, she moved back down to she moved to flyweight. Returned to flyweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, for so yeah, that. the Amanda Nunes. The it was a five round fight. It was for the bantamweight championship, and okay. then uh, her next fight, she moved. She returned to flyweight. Okay. Mm-hmm. There we go. All right. Valentina, she's such a babe, and she's also so good. Dude, she is real life Black Widow. She she knows oh, guns. Yeah, right. She right. she can kill someone. I'm pretty sure she she can kill someone. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if at one point she also colored her hair red. Dude, yeah, totally. And she's so nice. She's very nice. Yeah, she has very nothing pleasant. bad to say, unless um yeah she gets instigated. I did hear a bit of trash talk. I forgot who she trash talked against, but when they when she was asked in the presser, she's like, "Who is that person? I don't even. She's not even my level or something." Who's that? I can't copy your answer. <laughs> I can't. I don't even attempt it's a to hard do that. One. So yeah, with that, yeah, co-main main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this seems like a good one. Alex Perez versus Figueredo. That seems mm-hmm. like a good one. I think it's going to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, it's an exciting fight. Mm-hmm. And these two are are killers. Yeah, uh, Alex Perez is actually in contention to be the first uh, champion from Dana White's Contender Series. Oh. So okay. if he does win, that's going to be a huge tip of his cap. And Dana's going to, you know, make him Alex Perez his boy. That's true. Dana White's going to have a huge heart on mm-hmm. Alex Perez. He's going to replace the poster of Amanda <laughs> Nunes in his office with <laughs> Alex Perez. Oh, Dana. Mm-hmm. Can you believe these flyweights are 5'5 five, five and 5'6? Five, that's crazy. Wow. 
man. And they move so fast. Yeah. And these two have knockout power. Yeah. Figueredo's 19, 19 wins. Alex Perez has 24 wins. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, they, they've been um, going through the division like crazy. So I'm really interested to see how they're going to... Stylistically, this is going to be a crazy fight. Hopefully, yeah. we see a knockout or a finish. But I wouldn't be surprised if it went five rounds. Just oh, It's going to be a war. Yeah. Yeah. That always happens when two immovable forces meet. Mm. Normally, it always ends up being a five-round war. That's true. You know, it's like because it's two immovable forces, so they meet in the middle. But well, I prefer knockouts. I prefer finishes. Finishes, for sure. I, I would rather go for, like, a submission because it's more humane i guess in a way if they just tap out instead of get violently knocked out so yeah you know i I hope the uh, as john anik says the hype gives way to the action (laughs) hopefully that happens here and what's that thing that he always says at the end of the fight who's their beer sponsor again nemeroff nemeroff bold character (laughs) there's there's another one that he says i keep forgetting which one it was oh you really Uh, i think there's another one i mean there's a line associated well i mean they've been promoting like a mark Mark Wahlberg movie on netflix or like it depends on who whatever he's pretty good you should get him on the podcast tim means Dude, I'm looking at Tim Means's picture right now. Dude, his freaking ring Tim. name is the Dirty Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Are you, it's, a, it's the Dirty Bird. The Dirty Bird, like a like what? Dude, Tim Means has got like a full blown like dad bod, but like a dad, I guess, who used to be badass like 15, ten years ago. Oh, <laughs> Tim Means, the Dirty Bird. The dirty bird. That is, I, I don't know if that was given to him or not, but I don't know. God, he's six two though, and he's fighting Mike Perry, who's five ten. The this looks like a crazy fight because both this these is, guys look crazy. Mike Perry. This Who is good, I'm getting excited now. I'm getting excited. Me too. Two fifty five now. Dude, Mike Perry had this one. Wait, let me just um. What was, what was that fight against? He was so funny at the stare down where his opponent gave him a handshake, but then he he was about to shake the hand. Then he took his hand away and he was like, thought you had a friend, boy. Ah! Then he started screaming at him at the weigh-ins. I love Who was he up against? Hang on. I have no idea. That. I think it was Hyun Gyu Kim. Lim. Yeah, that was so funny. Mike Perry moments, ladies and gentlemen. He's that the is best. One. He's so funny. He's, He's so funny. Did yeah, you see I when his... Darren Till called him out? Yeah, but he also offered to corner him. Yeah, so weird, funny. right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But you he, know what's cool? Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was going to say he reminds me of Diego Sanchez. If Diego Sanchez... Bigger, battered Yeah, Diego bigger, Sanchez. battered Diego Sanchez. You know, I think the last time Mike Perry fought, he was cornered by his girlfriend. <laughs> just alone, just his girlfriend alone. Whoa. I don't know if that's a, a badass move or kind of like... Mike, are you serious? Against Mickey Gall? That's his last fight. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Was his last was fight. Goal, yeah. Wow, and he won that fight. He won that fight too. Won. Yeah, that's crazy. Jesus. Mike Perry, you savage. He's a savage, all right. Dude, anyone with a face tattoo like Mike, Mike Perry is dangerous. I want to get a face tattoo on. You do? You want to be a SoundCloud rapper too? <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
You have the mic already. Yeah, that's true. There you go. Lincoln build, bro. When I when I get to one fifty five, I think I'll I'll think about putting a facial tattoo. What are you gonna? What what kind of face tattoo are you gonna get? Is it a teardrop? No, the in between rounds. There you go. Right here on my left eyebrow. There it is. Right there. Never I'll get forget. on my right. So whenever we have a picture together, there we it's go. like it's like centered. Exactly. Combination. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what's happening in the world of MMA. Uh, <laughs> that's like as, 30 minutes. That was, that was, yeah, it was almost 30 minutes. But you know what? We do have topics on this show. We do. Uh, <laughs> we, I was about to segue. some structure to this show. Yeah, I was going to... What's that segue when you start mentioning like uh, Shevchenko being one of the nicest people, but she can trash talk because yeah. that is our episode for today, ladies and gentlemen. We're all about trash talk today. We're going to talk about the best uh, trash talkers, the hit or, hit, hit or misses, best call outs, uh-huh. you name it, how to yeah. sell a fight. Gabe, won't you start us off? How this did is... you think about this, uh, this topic? <laughs> well, first of all, this is definitely... Not a one-time only. Like, I feel like we could do another episode on this. Oh, for sure. Maybe being able to show some sound bites, some videos, mm. you know. Yeah, we got to get that into production. I got to write that down. Production, yeah. yeah. But why the, did I want to talk about Trash Talkers tonight? Mm-hmm. Well, because I'm a fan of the greatest one of them all. Connor <laughs> McGregor. And like if you guys, if you guys are still playing that drinking game, I don't know how many times Gabe mentioned Connor, but y'all have to take some exactly. shots. So every time I mention Connor, have a shot of proper twelve. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there. But you know what? I think I'm gonna try and get you a bottle for Christmas. I'm gonna try wow, a proper twelve. Yeah, I'm gonna try and get you one. Thank you. No promises, but I'm trying to get you. No, one. don't. No, it's all good, man. But the thought alone is is amazing. Is it good? I've never tried it. It's it's, it's all right. It's all right. It's liquid gold. <laughs> no, we need to toast, man. We got to toast. And what better way than to toast with proper 12? An we're MMA gonna... birth alcohol. This is... We're, we're going to be Connor Simps at the end of this episode, 100%, I'm guessing. 100%. So, so yeah, we, you we mentioned... Are, yeah. You mentioned at the start of the, uh, our podcast, like season one, episode one, that Connor was the guy that got you into MMA. Yes. What was it? Like, what was the date and uh, speech or what was he talking about that got you like, all right, I'm going to follow this guy? Well, you know what? That's a good question because I remember the night I became a Conor McGregor fan. Of course I do. I think I'll everyone never forget does. it unforgettable evening okay this was a ufc fight night all right he fought dennis siever right right okay mm-hmm. this was still on free tv by the way free imagine think about that conor mcgregor on free tv he was still on he wasn't on a, the, the height of his power yet yeah, so he had yeah, to start yeah, yeah. somewhere mm-hmm. so he, he knocked out dennis siever in the second round as he should and as soon as it knocked <laughs> as soon as the fight was over he ran across the octagon, jumped over the fence, and ran straight to Jose Aldo. Mm. And he just went up to his face and just started screaming. And I was like, this is the guy. <laughs> this is my guy. You know, like he was just... And he did it in such a way that wasn't fake. And by that, I mean he didn't try and punch Aldo, didn't lay a finger on him, didn't shove him was literally just in his face as close as he could get without 
you know, doing any, having any physical contact, which is good because like any outside physical contact is not allowed. Like a dolly. Yeah. You could <laughs> like a dolly. You could be suspended. And I mean, everybody knows like no one likes a person that throws a sucker punch, you know, unless you're George Masvidal, you know, three piece. Um, Let's three go piece with Coke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he did it in such a way that I knew was genuine. You know, I, I know the, the rules of trash talking. Anything goes except for any physical altercation, right? Okay. That's how it's, that's, that's for me how it's tastefully done. I like what you brought up there. The rules of trash talk. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about some gr- great trash talk, right? Mm-hmm. What, let's set a standard. What makes uh, a good like promo or trash talk because we're both WWE fans. Yeah. We know how the game goes. We've yeah. we've listened to the best of the best on the yeah. mic and on the horn. What what stands out for you? What stands out for me when it comes to trash talk is one, when it sounds sincere, mm. right? When it sounds like this person is actually believes what he's saying, right? And of course, when they back it up, they gotta mm. back back it up. Like Chael, for example, right? is one of the best trash talkers ever, period. He can spin a story about anything right at the top of his head, no Mm -hmm. problem, right? It's entertaining. You love to listen to him, which is probably why his YouTube channel is incredibly popular. Right. But with someone like Cheo, he makes a lot of stuff up. And so when it comes to fight night, he doesn't necessarily come through on what he says. Hey, he beat John Jones. Did you see his toe? <laughs> he beat John Jones. He destroyed John Jones's toe. If that round lasted a little longer, the doctors would have stopped it. You have <laughs> a gangster as your champion, yeah, like, ladies and gentlemen. Can't continue. But, his big toes mm-hmm. effed up. Mm-hmm. The only oh, yeah. time, yeah, mm-hmm. the only time he ever walked the talk, uh, walked the talk, walked the talk, mm-hmm. was when he fought Anderson Silva the first time. Mm-hmm. Got into his head so bad. Probably one of the best fights I've ever seen still. Incredibly entertaining. But yeah, with someone like Chael, he had trouble, I guess, following through on his word. You know? Look, Chael has... I love the guy, but he has a big Achilles heel. He he, he submits. I mean, he even admits to it, right? He he says he had a pro, he has a problem when it comes to uh, getting caught with these uh, these submission holds, and he's actually seen like a sports psychologist on it. But doesn't change the fact that he's he's magic on the mic. He's magic on the mic. He's mm-hmm. magic Mike. He is. He is. <laughs> and I mean. He, he he goes to extreme exaggerations, especially like with the Noguera brothers, with with Anderson Silva, and it got to the point where it's so ridiculous, and you think, man, he's actually gonna do it, or like he's he's he said that he'll be the one, he'll it'll be a one sided beating, and he'll be the one swinging the hammer against Anderson Silva, and if you watch that fight, yeah. it's kind of it true. Was. He did it was it. one sided. Mm-hmm. It was. He was it beating was. Anderson Silva the whole time. Mm-hmm. If that had gone to decision, you're new, and you, and hashtag new. and you, Chael mm-hmm. Sonnen. But yeah, I could th- I could listen to Chael Sonnen talk all day. All he's right. just so incredible. Mm-hmm. His vocabulary, he's able to pick up on things that you say mm-hmm. and just kind of spin and turn it into a whole other thing. I'm gonna bring up a fighter that isn't. Well, he's kind of known for his trash talk, but he doesn't have the 
biggest notoriety of being a trash talker. Uh, actually, maybe he is Dominic Cruz. Like he is, Dominic he is ruthless on the mic when he's up against someone. Mm. His his face off with TJ Dillashaw, like was in like he was really like just spitting fire and knives at him. Dominic Cruz's trash talk is less street mm-hmm. and more academic. Yeah, for me, he picks you apart. Part like in a debate, yeah. He's he's picking you apart and he's turning your words against you. It's not like Chael Sonnen, where he has the mic, you can't talk, I'm talking. Yeah, Dominic Cruz is like, No, try to keep talking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you how dumb you are. How are you gonna beat me? Yeah, I'm gonna gonna scan you. And then when TJ had nothing to say, I'm not gonna talk to you anymore. You can't, I'm right here, dummy. It's like, talk back at me. He (laughs) was, I remember that in charge of that and him against Cody Garbrandt. One of the most hilarious attempts at trash talk was what Cody Garbrandt said on on December blah blah blah. I ain't I never chased pussy in my life, and I'm not gonna start. And Dominic's like, "What? What did you? Just, what are you talking about?" <laughs> oh man, yeah, I remember the trash talk of that one. It was very strange. It was. It's um, it's cringy in a good way. We'll talk yeah. about cringy bad way like, trash talk, but. Yeah. If ever you want to beat him, beat him he did. That was Dominated masterful. Him. Dude, he was like, he was showboating in the right way for me. He was. He, he was. was. And he was. I just love how Dominic took that loss as well. Yeah, He's very absolutely. academic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the best I, for me. That, that's a good one that you brought up. Dominic Cruz has a very academic way of trash talking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like he applies his inner analyst mm. and uses it to get in your head. Right. You know, because yeah. like his analytical skills for mixed martial arts is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's very He's good. able to just look at every everything that's going on, every little thing. And what's crazy is that he has such a weird style and he's yeah. still able to understand other people's style. Yeah. His footwork is one of the best in MMA and yeah. he's just able to slow down the the action and explain it really well on the yeah. feet, on the ground, yeah. one of the best. And we would yeah. we would benefit much more from Dominic Cruz as an analyst and a commentator than a fighter right now. Yeah. Is he still injury prone? He is. He is. Unfortunately, you know, he's a great fighter to be honest, but yeah. That loss to Cejudo really put the nail in like, you know, maybe he should call it quits. Mm, Yeah. Like his career is, you know, if you look back at it, it's great. Like he, he suffered like career-ending injuries, and he yeah, still came, came back, back and performed really well. And like you mentioned in the trash talk, uh, like how we're measuring it, when he was talking about how he was going to get his title back, uh, how he's going to beat Uriah, how he's going to beat these guys, he still believed in himself, and yeah. you still believed in him. Yeah. So I guess the way people deliver their trash talk is another exactly. thing we're, we look at here. Truthfulness mm-hmm. and just the vocabulary. And like you said, yeah, and Dominic Cruz, straight up facts. Yeah, straight up facts. Very academic. It's mm-hmm. like you being told off by your teacher in school. Oh, yeah. And you have nothing to say. Yeah. It's just like, uh, okay, I'll go stand in the corner there, yeah. Sir Dominic. But, you know, uh, just to go back to my boy, Ooh. Conor McGregor. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we he, didn't talk about it. We didn't one. talk about it. He's the best one. Just he's cause... he's the one that paved the way. He's the yeah. hoist Gracie of trash talk. He's the one that he, showed this is the model of how we're supposed to do it. You how guys we're supposed to do it because he's able to use facts, but make them entertaining. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like we were just talking about Dominic Cruz. He, he uses facts in an academic way. Connor uses facts in an entertaining way. Mm-hmm. And he's also able to kind of pick apart little things that you say or do or things that he sees online and mm-hmm. kinds, kinds of blows them up into proportion, out of proportion. And you know, not like to with, okay with um TJ and Team mm. Alpha Male. Oh, a little you snake. When he, yeah, when he called TJ Dillashaw a snake and nobody believed him. Um, just a little bit of context. Team yeah, Alpha Male mm-hmm. is uh, the MMA team that trains Cody Garbrandt, um, TJ Dillashaw, Uriah Andre Feely, and is led and owned by Uriah Faber. There you go. And they are tight. They're like a frat. And Connor's like, TJ's a snake. Because mm-hmm. Uriah, Uriah Faber, I was going to say Uriah Hall, Uriah Faber <laughs> hired like a second head coach, Dwayne Ludwig, mm-hmm. right? Started training TJ. And TJ kind of wanted to go move to Denver with Dwayne Ludwig. And Connor just called him a snake at the, the Ultimate Fighter, which is coming back soon. A new season of the Ultimate mm-hmm. Fighter. And everyone's just like, TJ's not a snake. He's never going to leave Team Alpha Male. He's and, a void. Mm-hmm. And a month later, there you go. he's in Denver with Dwayne Ludwig. And Man, Cody was Ford. so mad at him. Cody was, so, if Cody was so mad at him that they made a whole new season. Just for that. Fighter between TJ and Cody. I really think that between Cody and TJ, like when Cody's emotional, he doesn't fight his best. No, he doesn't. He but doesn't. he did fight amazingly against Dominic Cruz. But I think, I think it was extra hurtful with him having to fight TJ. Yeah. And yeah. And there's a lot of pressure. There was a lot of pressure. But things like that, you know, Connor has said and done things that are in the history books. You know, we'll all, and we remember everything that he says, especially in press conferences. Um, I think one of his best sound bites was with Jeremy Stephens. There you go. I was going to mention that where he stole right? his soul. He still snatched his soul. He did. Never gave it back. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, what was the Who the fuck is him. that guy? Exactly. Yeah, go. So, someone well, asked Connor, like, who, who, who your hardest fight is uh, after you beat Eddie or after you beat Aldo. I forgot who. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy Stephens comes out of nowhere and says. Right me. here. The right one, here. the hardest hitting one fifty five <laughs> yeah. pounder. Hardest, yeah, and then Connor's like, "You're not gonna. Who the fuck is that guy?" And yeah, know, um, like, that's classic, dude. Mm-hmm. And that's he, classic. oh my gosh, and you saw Jeremy Stevens try to recall, like try to pick up the pieces, but the yeah, damage just is done. And that just shows Connor's really good on his feet as yeah, well. Exactly. He's and, really and the good. reason why it was so effective is because it was true. Like, not a lot of people were familiar with Jeremy Stephens at that point in time. He was at the back. That's probably what everyone Mm -hmm. was thinking. Yeah. You know, Connor's trash talk is good because he's able to crack jokes that fans would understand. He's able to think like a fan, like an audience member. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so funny. It is. He's he's resonating with the fans, especially like with the truth. Yeah. And also, he knows the facts. He knows he that does. he's the money fight. He, he knows that it's red panties night if you fight Connor. If you don't think Connor reads Twitter and uses his Instagram <laughs> a lot, you're wrong. Connor 
is on that on that on that train. Mm-hmm. He's he's checking it. He's checking it. He is. He is. All right. Another one I wanted to bring up, and I don't know if you agree with me. I'm pretty sure you agree with me with this one, but I think that commentators make great trash talkers because the next one I want to bring up is Daniel Cormier. Okay. He is dope in the callouts. He's dope in the pressers. Like he was saying, I want the easiest fight you got. And they gave me Ryan Bader. Yeah. Everyone knows that. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Uh, right. That pushed said, me now. Me the easiest fight yeah. in the division. Give me the easiest fight in the division. Give me Ryan Bader. And then the next one, what else is, is quotable <laughs> quotes? Uh, push me now and get knocked out later. Uh, you go to sleep later. Go to sleep later. Get out of my ring, Brock. I got very pictures PG. to take. Very P- DC is very PG trash talker. Yeah, very he PG. is. Well, it's, except when he's with John Jones. Except when he's with John Jones. <laughs> I think okay. that he, okay. DC I will, said he was going to kill him or something. Yeah, I will I will ask you this one. John Jones, sure, you may consider him the GOAT, but how is he in, in, how is he in terms of trash talk for you? He's all right. Not the, Not the best, right? Not the best. You know, like we, we talk about this all the time, and I feel like we're going to talk about this every episode. John Jones is holding back a side of himself. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I think that just makes people hate him more. So people exactly. would watch him want to fight. Yeah, because it's not that people think that John Jones is a bad guy. People just think, dude, just stop pretending. It's mm. okay. Be yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I, you can see it. You can see it. Dude. He wants to say something, but he says enough. You saw the, the 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 interview with him in DC, and then uh-huh. hey, pussy, you still there? Like, oh yeah. god! And I then like, that. yeah, that. that's him. That's him. And he was like, "I beat you after a weekend of cocaine." That's him. Mm-hmm. That's John. I love that. You know, not the best trash talker, but still, like, that's that's just him. So it's good when he's being truthful, mm. and he was being truthful. At those two moments. It was. So back to the guy we're talking about. Let's stop letting John Jones overshadow DC. So DC, in terms of trash talk. DC, in terms of trash talk, I think is good, but also very PG. It's entertaining enough to make him memorable. Mm. PG trash talk is pretty good for me. Like, uh, it's it's respectable uh, and... He 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 can be a asshole yet still be remembered yeah. as someone that wants to fight. So I think DC is in that category where you can't really call him a dick. Yeah, like he's it's very PG it's, and he's, he's also stating yeah. facts. And you can tell that when DC's trash talking, when it's not John, mm. he's just having fun. Mm, he is he's just he is. having a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, like when C. Well, he wasn't really trash talking CM Punk, but. I remember he crashed CM Punk's press con first press conference in the UFC. And he was like, um, DC was like, can you give me Seth Rollins' number? Because I want to cash in my money in the bank briefcase. You know, like very pleasant, very mm-hmm. funny. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. DC is, you know, if you're going to look at someone who is great as a representative of your company, DC, DC is one of them. I Dude. wouldn't be surprised if one day he became, I don't know, one of the, the higher ups. 
I would actually wouldn't be surprised. A lot of people are petitioning if Dana White yeah. is going to retire, put DC in charge. He's yeah. a very level-headed guy. He's very business-minded. He's a very eloquent. And man, people listen to DC. Yeah. Listen to DC. Yeah. I think that's that's in the future for him. I think he's going to lay low for now, relax. Mm-hmm. But I'm 110% sure that the UFC wants him in the company in like a corporate capacity. And I think he'll be, DC would do a fantastic job. He'll be the new Triple H. Of the... the new Triple H. Mm-hmm. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if DC went WWE, but I think UFC doesn't want to let go of him. Yeah. Because yeah. he can cut a promo. He can meet with yeah. Brock there. Like, yeah. There's a lot of opportunities, but he is a very valued asset in the UFC. He is. And I, I'd, I'd like to see him have some fun in the WWE. I think that'd be really cool. Right? That'd be, be cool. Like a one-off. Yeah, just have like a one-off with Brock Lesnar. Have like a shoot fight yeah. or something in WWE. See what happens. Maybe make him win the title. We'll see. Yeah. We are WWE fans as well. Yeah, we, are. we should start WWE podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she called money in the bank. <laughs> Ground and pound. D-Generation X. Yeah, we should do that. Uh, and, yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. How about you, any more from you? Or we're still going to tug on Conor McGregor's heartstrings here. Like, where, yeah, I just want to say Conor McGregor one more time. Okay. This is for the drinking game. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this now. I'm going to say this now. Conor McGregor is the best one. If we're talking about level of truthfulness, if we're talking about being able to follow through on what he says he's going to do. And if we're going to talk, if we're going to factor in entertainment, mm, I would put timing as well. He's pretty good at his well, timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even with a very thick Irish accent, you yeah. can still understand what he's saying. Memorability. Mm-hmm. I mean, just unforgettable moments, man. Every, every uh, Mayweather McGregor press conference is a soundbite. I was watching the thing you sent me, the stare downs. They get yeah, pretty freaking so intense. Dude, right? Yeah. And, and they're just about, staring at each other. Yeah, and like his line with, with Floyd was like, why are you carrying a school bag on stage? You can't even read. You know, like it's just, it's classic, man. It's classic. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor is the best one. And then, what are these? They're ones. Yeah, They're exactly. fucking ones. And then Floyd's like, that's how much you're worth. Oh, uh, man, a comedy duo, man. That was a comedy world tour i i would oh you're right yeah that's true it it, it it was like a comedy world tour but you know we we have been talking about how are we on time by the way are we good uh we're pretty good like about to 15 minutes uh left to go so okay. um yeah so we we have been talking about trash talkers who are good mm-hmm. but i, I want to talk a little bit about the ones who don't really cut it miss the mark there are a few before we move on to that i just want to mention gsp he he didn't try he's not trying but he's pretty good at trash talking case in point the one with matt hughes oh yeah like like, uh, thank you you i'm not impressed by your performance and i look forward to our fight (laughs) like i was like oh that's very respectful but man what a burn by gsp right like oh man and he beat matt hughes right he did he beat him he really wasn't impressed by his performance. But then again, he, he later apologized because he realized how how mean he sounded. So that's just GSP <laughs> for you GSP, guys. Man. He's great. I need to get so, Fight Pass. I need to watch all we these. Should watch, we should watch so much Fight Pass, dude. Uh, so you were saying the, the fighters that kind of missed the mark. Yeah. But there then, are... Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. There are a few. I feel like there are a few, right? 
There are a few. Uh, Tito Ortiz flubs a lot. <laughs> yeah, Tito Ortiz is a strange one, man. His fighting with yeah. his well now I guess because he's not in his prime. But before when he was facing like Shamrock, he was pretty good. His shirts, yeah. his the cackle he did after Shamrock was like, "I'm gonna beat the living death out of you." <laughs> or how about I think that the best the best trash talk that Tito Ortiz does is after the fight. When he oh, like, digs a grave. Gra- grave digger, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's iconic. I, no words necessary. I love that. Where he's just like, oh. I remember, I think in, in his last fight in Bellator. Uh huh. He, he did was it. Doing, he, he did it, but like the staff was trying to stop him from doing it. I'm like, why what? are you trying to Dude, stop him from doing that's it? That's iconic. Like three people were trying to tell him to stop doing it. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Dude, you don't the have to tell Tito over, or Tito. Let him to... do it. Yeah, like they were holding him back. Like, don't do it, don't do it. Like, what? Why? Oh, oh he's gonna do. It. He's gonna do the grave digger game. Oh my what? god, Why? dude! I I remember every UFC package before. You always see Tito Ortiz doing the oh, yeah. and then he'll flip someone off, drag you down, then bury you. That is iconic. That's as iconic as Triple H's suck it. That's as iconic yeah. as Daniel Bryan's yes. You can't take that away from Tito Ortiz. Yeah, I need that, to see that video. As iconic as. CM Punk's pipe bomb. Oh, that's pretty iconic. But I was thinking like actions, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actions, yeah. Pipe bombs, like in UFC, there's not much, but not much. Um, not much but yeah, I would I mean, say everybody channel. know more or less what's happening. So true. You know who we were gonna bring up? Um cringy or people that are not so good at trash talk. I would say watching the Colby versus Usman like yeah. trash talk. It's very think, yeah. Mm. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. I want to talk about one person before we talk about two people. All ben right. Askren. Ah, hey, okay. Ben Askren for me is like so bad at trash talk. It's just he's crazy. all right. I just think because he slurs, that's why. It's cringy. I just I don't know why, man. A lot of people like this guy. A lot of people I, I, I was on the funky train. I th- I kind of liked him. A, a lot of people thought that he was gonna like rule over the division in UFC, and he got starched. He did. You know, um, I just never thought his trash talk was entertaining. Mm. It was very, 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 uh, I just didn't like his humor. I didn't like his humor. No delivery, very dry. Mm-hmm. Um, some level of truthfulness, but I just didn't find it funny. I just think that you didn't like the person delivering it. <laughs> also that. That's also uh... that. But he leans into that, dude. He knows he has the dad bod. He knows that he's hated. He has a hateable face. He His does. haircut is also like what Khabib wears when he wins. Like it's, it's very he iconic. Starched, and so very yeah, he got starched. Got starched. So sorry. <laughs> sorry, Ben, if you're if you're watching this, please don't beat me up. He will strangle you. He's I'm, still I'm glad you got starched, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're being tomato cans in Asia. <laughs> <laughs> squeezing watermelons you see when yeah. he like was able to squeeze yeah. those watermelons you're, you're, you're beating people like way smaller than you man mm-hmm. i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome dana protect dana. me protect me dana <laughs> with what i say <laughs> i'm trying to think uh, before i move on to the usman versus yeah. colby if there's any more you know tyrone woodley's not as good as trash talk. i don't like how he trash talks he has this aura about him that especially when he was against wonder boy Maybe yeah. because he was against Wonder Boy and he's just so nice. Yeah. And yeah. 
And then I love, I love the line that shut him down. He's like, why are you so mean? Yeah, man? I was going like, to say, what? I was going to mention that. I was like, why are you going to be so mean, man? And Wonder Boy has nothing bad to say about anyone, dude. Exactly. He's such a nice guy. So I really think Woodley should have just leaned with that and not try to put on the tough guy. Like... That's probably a huge factor as to why Tyrone Woodley never really connected with the fans. Yeah, Dana you didn't know, really like him that much either. Yeah, and Dana already came out and said, hey, Tyrone Woodley is the hardest fighter to work with. Wow. You know, he said he was a diva or something like mm. that. And I believe it's, it. It's okay to be a diva on the mic, but in backstage, if that if that reputation precedes like yeah. the backstage, then you're that's not you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyrone Woodley's trash talk. Yeah, man, it's a little weak. It's it's a little weak. It's like little he dry. really believes in himself. That he's the chosen one. The the yeah, that's his that's his moniker, right? Tyrone. Yeah. yeah. I he looks cool. I thought he was gonna be like the new Rashad Evans, and Rashad yeah. Evans is great at trash talk. Can I just say with the, him and Quentin had really good sound bites when the rivalry. Don't watch. Just watch the hype to it. Don't watch the. It was kind of a stinker. Like their meeting. Yeah. I think it was like a. It went to decision. But yeah. But they. <laughs> But if if you want to watch a Tyrone Woodley verbal exchange that's entertaining, uh-huh. watch the press conference with Kamaru Usman. Oh, the one where you're saying, "Oh, Big Brother got to get like yeah, yeah, yeah. like someone, uh, one of the reporters asked a question, and it led to like a twenty minute back and forth of between both of Tyrone them? Woodley and Kamaru Usman. And after that, Dana was like, "See what you did." Are you happy now? Look look at what you did. Like, it was just so funny, dude. Like Tyrone Woodley sucks, but in that press conference, it was, he was good. very entertaining. Very entertaining. Yeah. I really think those pressers shouldn't be that long because sometimes <laughs> fighters just run out of things to say to each yeah. other. Yeah. They should they should space it out, you guys. WWE keeps it like a good five or a good ten. Yeah. When was Connor McGregor in there? Yeah, if, if someone could work magic on the mic, then it, yeah, have Chael like just give a TED talk yeah. or Connor just give a state of the nation address. <laughs> yeah. But if you have like these fighters that don't really prioritize trash talk, don't yeah. force them to be the next Connor McGregor, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if now they're working in like marketing and promotion classes for fighters. I wouldn't be surprised if they have like uh, Ric Flair give them some promo classes yeah, or yeah, because yeah, it's gonna be great. I think it's a win-win, and you don't have to be a heel. You just have to you know promote yourself. Absolutely. Uh, I was uh, shout-outs by the way to F Champ Ryan uh, Ramirez because he was managing the esports team of Laos Auto okay. Group, okay, Playbook Esports. His first job was for people to like these guys. Cause you know what? When if, if you've watched any esports, like they're very preserved and kind of fighters are also like that. Yeah. So his job was just for them to open up their shell. And that's the way you sell. That's the yeah. way you sell people. You have to market the player. You got to market the fighter. So yeah, as you said, I wouldn't be surprised if the UFC hired like a coach yeah. outside to, hey, yeah. go through this promo class. Yeah, just be like, hey, here are some tips. You know, um, some lines like be able to prom- teach them how to promote themselves and i think the 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 best type of promo is the one that you th- see authenticity like yeah jorge masvidal he's not a big talker but yeah. he you see that especially with his uh, his um his uh pressers leading up with ben Askren. yeah like he wasn't talking he's just like i'm just gonna i'm gonna put my hands behind me i'm just gonna let everything do the. i'm just gonna let my actions do the talking and that's he's respectable like, yeah and his his best line was, um, I'm glad that God chose me. 
<laughs> to end Ben Jesus. Askren's undefeated streak. And it's funny because he's known as Street Jesus. He is. He is. You know? I, I kind of, behold. yeah, I kind of feel like he's buying into that a lot because he's going to get baptized. He's doing like, get uh, baptized. Mm-hmm. he had a career resurgence, man. He came back from the dead. He did. He he's really like one did. one of the biggest stars now. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. He did something right. He had to change a mindset, yeah. grew his hair out because he was fighting for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that, that, that leads us into, I guess, Kamar Uzman. Yes. His last fight was against this guy. And their fight was pretty much as boring as his trash talk. Yes. Kamaru I, Usman. I yeah. love Usman. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I Great. love Usman as a fighter. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. But He's fantastic. Yeah, his trash talk game's a little weak. Yeah. Colby, on the other hand, he I get that he had to put on this whole persona to, research, to revive his career. Yeah. But when you have him and Usman... Go at it. It's like nails on a chalkboard for me, dude. I can't. Yeah, I can't I mean, get a good back and forth. Unlike Connor versus Diaz, oh even though God. Diaz isn't the best trash talker, he's just he's good at call outs. He's good. Yeah. We'll we'll get to that. He's not the fastest. You know, he just drops a lot of f bombs. Yeah, I loved hearing them talk to each other. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Colby for me is genius in the sense that. He created this super, super cringy pro-Trump character mm-hmm. to kind of make himself the villain and make himself popular. Yeah. And he succeeded in that. Um, but in terms of like the content of his trash talk, in terms of the level of entertainment, no way. It's mm-hmm. a zero. But if he wanted to make himself so hated that people would pay to see him, mm-hmm. then he succeeded. Yeah. Usman, he, he just—I don't know, man. Like his worst line was like, "I'm only going seventy percent." You know, like I'm only going <laughs> seventy. I'm like what? That's. You know what I you, mean? You, are you ever a fan of Scott Steiner, like the genetic freak? Oh like yeah, the, I remember the that, numbers. Yeah, yeah. I'm only getting fifty percent of the. Th- like, yeah. come on, don't don't put He's percentages in your trash talk. I'm only yeah, seventy percent. But you know, because he doesn't really trash talk, man. Uzman yeah, he does. Nice person. He is. I'm sure that Ali is just like, no, no, keep going, keep going. Yeah, you and got this. Yeah, and like, it's proven that sometimes Ali logs into their Twitter accounts. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man. It's a known thing. It's a known thing. See, Sorry, now- Ali. I love Ali. Mm-hmm. I'm, See- not, I'm not trying to talk you down, man. I'm just saying. I know you. I know you get into those Twitters. <laughs> I know you went on Khabib's. I know you went on Usman's. I, I, I know your words, dude. Dang. Okay. See, that's the thing. Now, since Connor kind of changed the game, where they reward a lot of trash talkers, do you think that we're just going to see a lot of a lot more people try to duplicate that, or are we going to see yes. we yes. are like it's yeah. still more to come, like more trash talking? Because to be honest, like I love trash talk, but it's not what I look for. Okay, go watch I- one then. <laughs> oh, that's a sound bite right there you're, you're welcome you're welcome one you want to use that for your for your marketing go ahead go ahead i will watch one and i guess that's why other like like uh who are the yeah gsp we have uh that wonder boy these are the fighters that are great for me yeah. and especially if you pair them up against 
let's say like yeah. a Connor or a big talking person and you get to see like the I don't know for me I, I these are martial artists and I wouldn't like it if there wasn't real bad blood yeah. I, if, if it's if it's conjured and it's fake like fabricated yeah, fabricated it's then nice, it's yeah. like I, I wouldn't like that but if it's like real like oh like I mean Khabib versus Connor was yeah. great like that was like oh my gosh this I is feel, real yeah. I feel like if you put it like that I think that Trash talk is definitely going to be here to stay. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I would like to see it come from fighters that are just being truthful. Organically. Yeah, like mm -hmm. not trash talking because it brings in the big bucks, but trash talking because that's just who they are. Mm. Connor, that's just who he was. You know, Chael, that's just who he is. Mm. GSP never says anything because he's genuinely a nice guy. DC just having fun. Yeah, DC's just having fun. You know, Usman, no, he's being coached, obviously. Colby, <laughs> you can see why he's doing it. Yeah. Um, the effort mm -hmm. is genuine, but the character is not. The gimmick mm -hmm. is not. I, the effort is real, and I respect that. Before we wrap up in all this, let's talk about Diaz. The Diaz brothers. Oh, there we go. Uh -huh. I actually got one I'm going to send you on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I look forward to that. So the Diaz brothers, they're not the smoothest talkers, not but the smoothest talkers, but yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Go for it. The most authentic. Mm -hmm. the, yeah. They win in pure authenticity alone. Yes. The, the way they stare into the camera and stare into your soul when they're calling someone out, yeah. even the way he approached Jorge Masvidal, that was a call out that can be done by no one else but yeah. Nate Diaz. Yeah. Very hard to replicate because Nate Diaz did something that nobody was expecting. Okay. And he won his fight, his comeback fight in the UFC after losing to Conor McGregor, the rematch a few years prior, three years, I think. And everyone expected him to call out Conor mm. because it made sense. Yeah, for rubber the match. trilogy, right? Mm -hmm. But he called out arguably the baddest man in the roster at that time, and that was no one Rush wanted to fight him. Mm -hmm. No one wanted to fight him, and that, for me, is the best call out of all time. That's wow! Yeah, not even. Where are you at, George? I was gonna say, I was like, <laughs> where are you at, George? Where yeah, you could have. George, he could have said that to Masvidal too. Yeah, he could have yeah, just yeah. like to borrow words from a brother. Where are you, where at, you George? at, George? Mm -hmm. that was a classic line and think... he's like <laughs> and Nick was like I, I haven't fought because everybody sucked everybody you know, sucked like... <laughs> ain't no gangsters in this game anymore People, man. Yeah. ain't nobody doing it right but me and him you know like what did he say about the west coast east coast Um, I know my man's a gangster but he's no west coast there gangster there we go he's no west coast gangster that's true that's, that's all... he can only get away with saying that I don't... was a good time man that was that, that was a great call out. Even even when it shot to Jorge Masbral, he's like, oh, yeah, he's, he's like, calling okay, me out. Right, he was genuinely go. like, okay. Yeah, he's like, okay, let's do it. And that was a fight nobody knew they wanted until they until it, it happened. Exactly. And that they needed to put a strap a belt on that yeah. fight. I, I love Nate, man. I love Nate. He's just such a character. He is. I, I follow, I, I've been following him since uh, Ultimate Fighter. He's a dope fighter. I, the Diaz brothers, dude. They're just so good. They just bring this wild stuff. Stockton slaps. Just uh, them being just gangster like that. They. I don't think there's going to be another Diaz brother 
in the no, making. I mean, yeah. everyone's trying to duplicate Connor, but you, you got to look at the Diaz brothers as yeah. well. They they created their own brand. Yeah. Of, Authenticity of... is the key if you want to be successful in the UFC. Mm. Israel right. Adesanya. I can't Ooh. even talk about him. Dude, yeah. But right? some of his trash talk could be a bit cringy. A little bit. He's like, he's a new kind of trash talker. Nerdy. Mm. Geeky. Mm, true. Very self-aware. Very self-aware, brings a lot of cultural references in, yeah. and is relentless online. Yeah. He's like the, he's almost like the super updated version of Trash Talker. Like, he makes memes, he tweets. Mm, he's the 2.0 yeah, version. He's like yeah, the, he's like the new, like, Reddit MMA fighter Trash Talker. And the authenticity is there. Yeah. It's like there. he's he's That's not trying to keep up with the times. He yeah. is the times now. Exactly. He's not like, oh, I gotta do this because it's like what the kids are doing. Like, no, he is a kid. Mm-hmm. He knows what's up. Yeah, he does. And he's got unlimited swag too. He does. Even his dude, just his walkouts and stuff are just so iconic. And uh, when he gets when he's in the ring, he gets in the opponent's head. And authenticity check facts. Check. check quick on his feet uh, i guess i could give it like a like a half, like a check. half check like a half send yeah i still remember and i apologize izzy you, you made a 9-11 joke so that was really that didn't oh, hit yeah, so well that was like go. uh i know it's like it's been a while but yeah like he, against yoel yeah you know when you, you, you when you when you run your mouth a lot you're bound to make a mistake exactly there's a lot of flubs people do and i feel like it's those long pressers you can't keep them in there for so long because they have to be on their toes the entire time they're, they're bound to flub here and there of course. All right. Of course. I mean, Connor's flub, and he punched an old man. Still did. <laughs> he threw a dog at a bus. He did. That's a lot of flubs. Not on the mic, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. On the mic, he's flawless. I would say that. I don't think he's ever flubbed on the, yeah, mic. On the mic. I, I, I could, I could say life, that with. Yeah. In, real life, in real life, yeah, for sure. Many, many times. For sure, on the edge. So before we wrap up this episode, are there any highlights that you want our viewers to check out of trash-talking moments in the UFC? Ooh, okay. Check mm-hmm. out every Conor McGregor press conference. Jesus Christ, you're going to make you're gonna get them so drunk. <laughs> check out con- every single Conor McGregor press conference. I believe there is a video online that compiles all of his best lines. Yeah, it's the YouTube channel is by Gabe Ojeda, <laughs> simp for Connor. <laughs> you might want to check that out. You might want to check that out just for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and check out Nick and Nate Diaz post-fight interviews, I think. Oh, they're Those dope. Those are a good time. Mm-hmm. Nick Diaz's post-fight interview after beating Connor is like... It's... D- Nate, yeah, is so good. I'm That's not surprised, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. good. I'm still trying to figure out if we should swear on this pod. I don't know. We've I've been dropping some f bombs here and there. Or yeah, have you? Have you once been? in a while. Once in a while. No, when we're quoting someone, right? Oh, yeah, or if true. I'm putting a Conor McGregor voice, they're I'm fucking not ones. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. That's a good. Yeah, one. that's a classic. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. For me, on the other hand, what do I want them? Hmm. Uh, I know that it's not trash talking, but you got to check out Derek Lewis post-fight interviews. They're oh, yeah. hilarious. My balls were hot. Yeah. He's more excited than the Popeye's contract and the UFC contract. Yeah. Like, guys, this, he's, he's, I, I would want to see him in a trash talking altercation because I think he might do really well. Yeah. But if we're going to go with trash talk, I would probably, hmm, who's a good one? Who's a good one? Hmm. I would actually, um, yeah, go for Dominic Cruz. 
Dominic Cruz. Yeah, just yeah, he just verbally picks his opponents apart with just his trash talk and his trash talk yeah. done right. And you know what? Like before before we wrap up, there is one other person that I think people can check out who is pretty good at trash talking. And this is gonna surprise you and it's gonna make you go like, wow, I can't believe we didn't mention this person. Ronda getting- Rousey. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking about it just now. I was like, wow, how could we not have talked about her? She was great. She was. But see, that's the problem. We talked about this last week, and it's like her we two sh- losses were so devastating that it just. I feel like that should, we should schedule that as an episode. Yeah, we, we should, should schedule. We should. Yeah, well, let's get fight pass, and then yeah, let's yeah, yeah, let's yeah. schedule that because yeah. we really need a, a a look back or a retrospective yeah. of Ronda Rousey. But yeah, she was able to build up her fights pretty well. She could play the heel, she could play the yeah. face anytime you, you she know, wants like, to. We, you should come over, and we should do it. We should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll schedule it sometime. Yeah, let's schedule it. Like mm-hmm. I just got, yeah, yeah. We got it. We got it. We got. We got. I'm healthy. Actually, yeah, that's another thing. We don't really know that much female trash talkers, but yeah. Ronda Rousey's a good one. Yeah, Ronda Rousey's a good one. Amanda mm-hmm. Nunes doesn't really trash talk. She doesn't need to. Yeah, Chris Cyborg doesn't trash talk either. It's just really Ronda. Yo, Jacek. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's See, pretty good. Go. She's pretty good. Glazed over by accident. Mm-hmm. Yo, like Jay checks for good. This is a two-parter. Yeah, it's a two-parter for sure. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode number three. Third times the Ooh, charm. Oh my God, oh my in goodness! Done with episode three, Gabe. Holy that was perfecto mundo. That's crazy, perfecto mundo, dude. Make that a shirt. How we do. Mm-hmm. Make it a shirt. So okay. on behalf of Gabe and I, this has been in between rounds, episode number three, all about trash talk. Uh, we will see you on the next round.